Hi, thanks for joining us for this message from Red Church in Melbourne, Australia. We pray that you're blessed by it. If you'd like to know more about Red Church or its ministries, or if you'd like to support us financially, you can find out more by heading to connect.redchurch.org.au. Trudy, so good to be able to chat to you today. As someone who is so passionate about prayer and mission, you live and breathe this, and they are so intrinsically intrinsically linked. So we thought it'd be fantastic just to hear a little bit more about what it looks like for you in this time, what you're sensing for RED, some practical examples, and yeah, just explore this topic um, as we are in a lockdown and what it looks like to do that when we can't see one another. So tell us, Trudy, for you, what does it look like to create that space um, to understand God's mission and to engage in prayer. Mm. Well, thanks, Britt. It's so great to be able to share a topic very close to my heart and certainly energises me to talk about prayer and definitely mission that is something um, that is growing at Red, so it's so exciting. Um, and actually, I think prayer is an adventure to sum it up. Like we actually get to partner with God and to actually hear his heart. So for me, um, it's it's really about, I guess even in this lockdown time, how how can we develop, how can I develop that um, voice recognition of, of the voice of God, of even in this time, how can I wake up each day with an expectation that he, he wants to speak to me, he wants to share his heart even in this time. So it, it's, it's, I guess it's just waking up with that choice to um, expect that even in these circumstances that God has still has something to say. And so it's it's just continuing with those daily rhythms of um, opening his word. How does he want to speak to me through the scripture? Um, I love to go for a walk um, in the mornings or or if I can't go in the morning for some reason, I try to do it at some point in the day. And so just to have that space where I can um, walk with the Lord and it may not be that I hear a lot always. It might just be simply, God, I'm walking with you and I know you're with me. And um, it might just be I'll put on a worship song because I just want to worship him as I walk and enjoy gardens around or or whatever it is but there are things that God is still I'm able to have a relationship with him in this time so I also love just um being able to chat and hear from what other people are hearing and to um we learn from and we get clarity as we speak with other people and what God is putting on their heart so they're just different ways that I engage and and attempt to grow in my relationship with Jesus even in lockdown yeah That's great. I love how simple that is, that waking up and wanting to be aware of God's voice and looking for it in your scriptures, in your own prayer, in a walk, in nature and through others. Um, Considering that, considering this is your rhythm, what do you feel like God is leading us into as a church? You, um, yeah, as I said, are passionate about this and God's been speaking to you about it. Mm -hmm. So tell us, where where do you feel like God's leading us and what's exciting? What's on the horizon in this? Yeah. Well, I have a have a couple of um, things I'd like to share in response to that of what I really sense the Lord wanting to encourage us as his people at this time. Um, recently during a time of prayer, I, I just had this sense that the Lord wants to encourage us that he is working in ways that we can't see. And there's a there's a verse, a key verse in John 5, um, and it's actually verse 17, which says, Jesus says that my father is always at his work 
to this very day and I too am working. And that is a promise in the Bible that Jesus is always working. The Father is always working. Jesus joins him and so and also um, invites us to join him in his work. So this is a promise that we can stand on that even when we are locked down, that the Lord is working. Um, so I sense that's an encouragement. That And the other sense I had this morning, even as I was um, listening to a devotion this morning about, um, and it was in the Mark chapter 1, the first few verses um, regarding John the Baptist preparing the way um, for the Lord and the verse is a voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight paths for him. And um, even in this time, um, we've, we've been talking for a long time that God is preparing us. He's preparing us in his church for what is coming. So what if this is an amazing opportunity of preparation? that God is inviting us to partner with him in, in small acts of obedience for mission, but also there's a bigger picture of preparing for this greater um, mission, this greater story in this time. And, and how do we grasp those opportunities to join him in this time? So I think their encouragement that there is, um, he's always working even now, but there's also the bigger story of what he's preparing so we actually can take our eyes to the bigger story and the bigger picture. Yeah, so good, <laughs> so so encouraging and inspiring to be, to be able to hold both and to participate in both. Yeah. What does that look like? Participation. How do we actually join him in his work if he's already working? And how do we hold that greater vision at the same time? Yeah. What does that look like for you? Yeah. So I think as I as I shared, shared just a moment ago, just about those keeping up those everyday rhythms of of um being alert to his voice and the way he's speaking. And how do we grow in that? And, and wherever you're beginning, God is wanting to teach you. He, he wants that. It's beginning, with, as we've been in the last series, that beginning with abide, to abide with him. Um, and so I think just start, start turning up, start asking those simple prayers, those simple questions. God, I just want to, first of all, get to know you. I want to um, know your love. So, how, so I think there's that always going on, as we've talked about in abide, always learning how we can grow in our relationship and our, our love relationship with Jesus. So, and as we've talked about, abide, renew, being renewed by him and going with him. So there's always that partnership of, of prayer and, and understanding the love of Jesus, growing in that, and that would fuel our mission and our overflow of mission will come out of that. So how do we um, um, firstly grow in that relationship, daily relationship of abiding and I think so asking those simple questions of God, I want to know your heart. I want to know who you've already placed me in in my life. There's circumstances, there's places, there's people you've already placed in my life. So where are you working in those people? How are you working with those people? How are you working in these places? So just simple prayers. They don't have to be complex. God knows your heart. He knows where he's placed you. Um, so begin with simple prayers. And I, I would also, I just recommend being quite specific in how you can be praying for those people and places because um, many of, as um, as you're aware, many people at Red Church have, have done the prayer course um, produced by 24-7 Prayer and um, in that course there's a, real, a really great um, strategy for praying um, incremental specific prayers. And I think when you pray those specific prayers, 
And then when you see those prayers answered um, in one way or another, then that actually builds your faith. So how is God wanting to build your faith with those specific things now that will actually build your faith also for what is coming? So there's the adventure of actually joining with those specific prayers and actually seeing those grow. So, yeah, it's good. It's good. Actually reminds me of uh, a story someone told me recently, someone from Red who wouldn't call themselves an evangelist or someone who engages in mission in different ways overtly, but they were praying specifically for a neighbour that they could speak to them about Jesus in whatever way that was, were really intentional, had no idea how it was going to happen, and incidentally found themselves in a conversation around parenting of all things, and just wanted to chat to that person and share, you know, experience, really general. Anyway, they went back home and just felt prompted to share a particular podcast that speaks about parenting um, by a Christian um, individual and kind of hesitated being like, I don't really know how this is going to go, but sent it on with a message just being like, hey, after our discussion, I just really thought this might be helpful. I'm not sure if you listen to podcasts. Sent it off, prayed, trusted God in it. The next day, heard from this individual who had been listening to the podcast and said, thank you so much. Wow. This has brought so much life, not just to my life as, you know, um, someone who's a parent, but the way that I was parented and there's something to it. And I don't usually listen to podcasts, but I can't stop listening. And it opened up this whole conversation, this whole um, opportunity to build relationship with someone just from a simple, specific prayer yep. of how do I have I reach out to this person who is literally my neighbour um, and it really built this person's faith, faith. As I said, they they weren't someone who usually sees himself as someone engaging in mission. And so I think just what you've shared then to be specific yeah. in prayer yep. and to see can ignite more faith. And actually, that currently we're in a time like you're saying where there's there's opportunity. God is preparing for something bigger and greater, and it starts with these little things. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so it's, yeah, it is really cool. That's so exciting. Uh, and I I think that just reminds us that mission prayer and mission actually just happen in the ordinary moments in our lives so um that's the exciting adventure that like yeah you just don't know waking up each day where those opportunities can arise and I actually I'm so excited to hear more and more of those sorts of testimonies um um I mean look I let's face it our worlds are pretty small at the moment but I just love the idea of just even blessing and being the people of God and bringing his presence to those everyday interactions, whether it's the person you're buying a coffee from, whether you are someone who goes and gets a regular coffee, you can bless and be bring the presence of God <laughs> to share with your barista. Or to be honest, even occasionally we might get Uber Eats. And I actually just make a point of we wait for the delivery, try to, you know, keep that socially distant um, conversation. But I just make sure I just pop my head out and say thank you. And, you know, like you want to just bless and thank those people or the Safeway delivery driver or whatever, just thanks. And how's it going? Is it a busy day for you? Just engaging with those everyday moments and conversation, whatever limitation we have in this time, how can we be the people of God and bring his presence, be it someone you walk past on your daily walk, um, you know, and, and smiling or praying a blessing for them or whatever it is. God is a creative God and I have no doubt that um, the Holy Spirit will birth creative ideas and inspiration in your heart as you seek him of how to be praying and blessing those around you. Yeah, that's good. That's good. 
it's also been really great as a church to, yeah, engage in really simple things, as you're saying. We have had multiple people actually put their hand up to cook meals, mm. um, not knowing where they go, but standing in their kitchen, cooking a meal, packing mm. it up, um, and we come and collect them and pop them in the freezer at church. And then we've had this beautiful opportunity to take these meals to people who are really in need, families who are struggling, those who are grieving, those who have just maybe given birth mm. to a new new little baby girl or boy mm-hmm. and just the simplicity of someone stepping in and being like, do you know what? I'm just going to, I'm going to make a meal, but actually the impact's been really significant. It's those little things that we do that spreads God's blessing and his love and speaks of something greater going on. Um, and it's so great to be able to do that. Even when we are in our homes, that actually he can expand our prayer and our desire to do mission in multiple ways. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's so good. Trudy, yeah. it's been great to chat to you about it. What are a couple of things as we kind of wrap up? to take away and to step into in the coming weeks? Yeah. I I guess they're just the key things of what we've, we've spoken about, just that mission really will come out of, um, out of the heart of God as you get to know God more. So it's going to come out of that place of prayer. Prayer is so linked with mission and I actually think it's going to grow more so in, in the people at Red because I actually think he's, he's building a hunger for prayer. He's building a hunger to be renewed by him. He's building a hunger for mission. Um, so the more we spend time with God, the more we're going to hear his heart. And actually, so hearing his heart for the bigger, but also the, the smaller things that he's inviting us to. So I think just a simple question is ask the Lord, who is he put around you even at this time? And, and asking him, where is he already working and where can you join him? Jesus is always already interceding for, for these people, even asking, how can I join you praying for these people? So even though we're limited, we can still pray, we can still walk, there's still things that we can do with the Lord. So exciting for what's coming yeah. and what we can do yeah. now. <laughs> Sounds good. Thank you so much, Trudy. The joy. See you soon. <laughs> Hey, I'm Daniel, and it's great to be sharing with you today. I, uh, I want to chat to you about the space of discipleship. Discipleship is obviously something we're pretty big on here at Red. Uh, discipleship really is what we do as disciples, what we do as followers of Jesus. So if you call yourself a follower of Jesus, you are his disciple. And what we do is discipleship. And we do that best when we do that alongside other people. I'm a big believer in doing discipleship, in following Jesus alongside other people. And we see that modelled in Jesus' ministry. We see that in Paul and his letters, that they did this alongside other people, and we are meant to as well. So I really want to encourage you, if you're not meeting along with other people, get into the habit of doing that. Join a huddle. We'd love to love to invite you into that. But there's many of you that are meeting together in your huddles, in your discipleship groups, and I want to encourage you in that. I reached out to, to a few people this week just to see what are you noticing, what, what are you doing, and what, what, how would you encourage others at this time? And one of the big bits of feedback I got as a word of encouragement and I want to share with you is don't give up meeting together. Keep going. And the writer of Hebrews talks about this. Don't give up meeting together. And I think there is a deep preparation work happening at this time that is actually is happening in here, but it's enhanced as we come and gather together to share that, to minister to one another in that, and to go back out practicing that. I'm excited for what the future holds. But I wanted to offer 
just some thoughts. It was interesting hearing back from these people and and in what they're noticing. <clears throat> and a lot of the language was around God and his presence and where they're seeing him in nature. They're seeing him in the little things, but also seeing him in the big things, him on his throne. And so I just wanted to touch on that because that, that has been a key area for me personally. I picked up a new habit this year. Uh, first time I've ever done this, but I decided to read the Bible in a year. I've never done it. Um, it's um, It's been a, been a slog <laughs> for sure, but it's something I've um, in, continued with. And it has been just one of the most enriching um, habits, practices that I've done this year, just sitting in God's word. Um, often it's been doing the audio Bible on the way uh, to the office or something like that. Um, but lately it's been in the habit on an evening for half an hour or an hour, just sitting and reading um, the set readings that I've got. And man, it has been beautiful. I, what I've realized as I'm reading through the, the scripture is I have, I have such a little view of God. I heard the other day, trying to, uh, trying to understand God is like trying to pour the ocean into a cup. Like it just, it just doesn't work. And I think what I've done, and maybe you feel this as well, is we try and we just take what's in the cup and what, how we've kind of been able to work God out and we apply that, that that must be who God is. That must be the entirety of God. And then we bring that to our situations, to our relationships, to our decisions. But I'm realizing as I, as I work my way through scripture, the, the epic picture that is painted of who God truly is, that there is so much more that I want to begin to understand and have revealed. For a long time, my prayer for myself and for others, um, and will continue to be, has been for greater revelation of the presence of God in my life through Christ, through his spirit, that I would know his love, his grace, his mercy. At the moment, I'm praying that for a revelation of who God truly is on his throne, who the bigness, the majesty, the sovereignty of God, of his kingship, of his lordship. And I think as I'm beginning to, as he's giving me tastes of that, I'm realizing that actually enhances that kind of imminence, that closeness. I actually get to know more of his love, more of his grace and mercies because it's in context of the bigness of him. And so that's just been so refreshing to me. And I just want to point out a, a scripture that's, that's highlights this. In Colossians chapter 3, 1 and 2, it says, Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your hearts on things above. And then verse 2, set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. And so I want to encourage you in your time together, in your huddles, in your discipleship groups, to be setting your minds and your hearts on things above. Take time to reflect. I think we live in such a um, kind of information-saturated world and we've got so much stuff coming at us at the moment that to have spaces to actually process some of this and in light of who God is, I think it's just a real important gift and something to be stepping into.
And so some ways for you to do that. I really encourage you to pick up a, a guide for huddles. You can find that on our website under the huddles page, a guide for huddles that just works through the abide, renew, go kind of uh, discipleship philosophy, to, to, <laughs> philosophy that we have here at Red. And just moves you uh, to lifting God above your circumstances, um, to be unpacking the scriptures together, to be praying for one another. So I encourage you in that. Be honest in your time together as you do that. And if you're jumping into the scriptures, there's some, I invite you into the wrestle with me. <laughs> there's, there's some places like Isaiah 6 is a classic one where Isaiah has this, is kind of taken before the throne room of God. And he sees the, cherub, the cherubim and the angels crying out, holy, holy. And in the book of Revelation, we see that again, this transcendence of God, of Christ. I think there's something beautiful and rich that God's wanting to do through that. So take time in your groups to read that together. What I'd love to, to do now, and, and maybe this is, this is an encouragement for you as well, is actually just read some Psalms over you. There's such beauty and richness in the Psalms. And so as we head into communion, I'm just going to read a couple of Psalms over you and then pray. Um, and I just encourage you to, to close your eyes. Just right now, just consider the closeness, the intimacy, the imminence of God in your life. But also, as I read this, consider his bigness, his majesty, his kingship, his lordship over all. This is Psalm uh, 97 and 98. The Lord reigns, let the earth be glad. Let the distant shores rejoice. Clouds and thick darkness surround him. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of his throne. Fire goes before him and consumes his foes on every side. His lightning lights up the world. The earth sees and trembles. The mountains melt like wax before the Lord, before the Lord of all the earth. The heavens proclaim his righteousness and all people see his glory. All who worship images are put to shame. Those who boast in idols, worship him, all you gods. Zion hears and rejoices, and the villages of Judah are glad because of your judgments, Lord. For you, Lord, are the most high over all the earth. You are exalted far above all gods. Let those who love the Lord hate evil, for he guards the lives of his faithful ones and delivers them from the hand of the wicked. Light shines on the righteous and joy on the upright in heart. Rejoice in the Lord, you who are righteous, and praise his holy name. Sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvellous things. His right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation for him. The Lord has made his salvation known and revealed his righteousness to the nations. He has remembered his love and faithfulness to Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Burst into jubilant song with music. Make music to the Lord with the harp, and the harp and the sound, uh, with the harp and the sound of singing, with trumpets and the blast of a ram's horn. Shout for joy before the Lord, the King. Let the sea resound and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. Let the rivers clap their hands, let the mountains sing together for joy. Let them sing before the Lord, 
For he comes to judge the earth, and he will judge the world in righteousness and the people with equity. So Father, Son, and Spirit, I want to pray right now for greater revelation of your transcendence, of your bigness, of your majesty. And let us fall on our knees in worship. Let us rediscover what it is to wonder at you, what it is to fear you, to be in awe of who you truly are. And let us be, let that be what shapes our perspective. Let that be what shapes our hearts and our minds. And I want to pray, Holy Spirit, would you come and stir us afresh to continue gathering together, to not give up on meeting. Lead us into, into greater revelation of what it means to gather together. As it says, where two or three are gathered in your name, Jesus, you are there with them. Remind people of that. And when you bring about the, the deep work that you are doing through your church at this time, through our church at this time, may your love be made known. May your grace be poured out. May your mercies be made new every day. But that, let that be done in the light of who you truly are. We thank you, Christ. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Spirit. We bow and worship you, Lord of all. Amen.